What is up, Still Studians? Happy Sunday, post-second preseason game Sunday. It is episode 392 here on the study session, August 21st, 2022. And I am your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. Today, I'm going to unveil to you my thoughts on the second Steelers preseason game. This is not going to be the detailed analysis as I am going through the tape for a second, third, fourth time, and then I'll have more insightful commentary as I go through the tape, but I'm going to give you my first reactions to what I saw yesterday against the Jaguars, and just, again, grateful that you're joining me here today. Just a reminder, we can connect one of three ways. You can comment directly on the articles at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. So here we go. The Steelers win 16-15 in dramatic fashion once again beating the Jacksonville Jaguars and it wasn't a pretty game I was disappointed at the performance of the team really across the board there were some highlights gonna get into those and gonna also get into the lowlights but really I want to start today's podcast by talking about the performance of the offensive line really across the board. The only name that I won't bring up, two names actually, as having poor performances. Again, digging deeper into the tape, but Mason Cole and Chooks Core 4 will be spared here today on the session. But in terms of right guard James Daniels, he was signed this offseason as a free agent. He was expected to come in and automatically be the Steelers' best offensive lineman. That wasn't true yesterday. Kendrick Green was god-awful, as was Kevin Dotson. And Dan Moore, oh my gosh, at left tackle. Now, maybe this just was an anomaly in terms of their performance. And hopefully we could just chalk it up as a bad game because bad games do happen. But for some of these guys, especially for a guy like Kendrick Green, I think he is what he is. And in terms of Kevin Dotson, if he's not up to snuff, at what point do the Steelers start looking for a, a trade at, at the guard position? Now, I think Dan Moore, you got to give him some more time. I think there's potential there. But Kendrick Green, he is who he is. And just really disappointing overall. Again, not trying to overreact, but just not a good performance from that offensive line. In terms of the running backs... Najee's not out there, but really not a lot of space created for them to run. Benny Snell played typical Benny Snell football. Three carries for negative two yards. He did make the touchdown reception from Kenny Pickett, which is going to keep him in the conversation. He had a nice special teams tackle. But Jalen Warren, even though he only had three carries for three yards, he still had three catches for 24 yards, eight yards, Per reception, he is a guy who's 
showed enough to make this team. But we all know how loyalty goes with the Steelers organization, with experience. The team still might be leaning towards Benny Snell. Wanted to see a little bit more from Jalen Warren, but with that offensive line, eh, it just wasn't there. Anthony McFarlane was kind of quiet. And if we're talking about the quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky was okay, 5 for 8, 60 yards. Kenny Pickett was the star of the show, came in after Trubisky's night ended, went 6 for 7, 76 yards, 10.9 yards per attempt, one touchdown, and he just looked locked in. He looked accurate. And the one thing that stood out about Pickett yesterday is I saw more zip on the football and his quick release really shone through in his performance. And so I still don't think he's going to be named the starter for week one at Cincinnati. And I don't think he should be. This is Trubisky's job to lose. But he is definitely showing enough growth in his performance that there's no question he is the number two quarterback. And again, I've been saying it all along, Mason Rudolph's time with this team is done. Even though Mason played well, 17 of 21, 127 yards, one touchdown. He threw the game-winning touchdown. And he was still – he threw the ball in the end zone, was not near a receiver, got called a safety. The one thing about Mason that stood out, and I've said this all along about it, he is pocket illiterate, and my dad and I had a chance to watch the game this weekend. He plays on his toes – but then when he's ready to throw, he just goes absolutely flat-footed. He stops. That's where he gets into trouble. That hasn't changed over his career. It's time to ship Mason off for whatever kind of draft pick you can get because he is not a number two on this team. He's definitely not a number one. He's your number three, so there is no reason to keep him around. In terms of the receivers, Tyler Vaughn's had a nice day. He's still not going to make the roster. It's not enough. Pat Freyermuth looks sharp in his first preseason action, as did Chase Claypool with a 29-yard reception. And so an okay performance from the receivers. Gunnar Olszewski had a fumble, which that was an issue for him in New England, which it's rumored that's why he was allowed to walk. He's got to clean up his ball security to be a contributor on this team so you know that that's going to be hammered home with him this week in practice. Shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, I was disappointed early on in the rush defense, especially from that first unit. It got better as the game went on, but it still wasn't great. Devin Bush had four total tackles, three solo tackles, but they weren't impressive whatsoever. He still looks like he did last week just completely out of the play range, just lackadaisical. His time is up. It's time to move on from him. Donovan Steiner played a better game than he did last week, so it was good to see that, as did DeMonte Casey. Mark Robinson, the rookie inside backer, showed explosion, burst, getting into the backfield, causing some havoc. So he was a bright spot on the defense. But overall, I was not really encouraged by the performance of the defense, really at all. Um, I've been bearish on this defense, really, since training camp, and I haven't been really impressed 
these first two games. The Marvin Leal rookie had a sack. Good for him. Justin Lane recorded an interception that really gave the offense an opportunity to score the game winner. But I, I want to see more from this unit. I just wasn't impressed overall. Now, here's the beautiful thing. They're walking out of this contest with a win. They're 2-0 and in the preseason. They're winning ball games. Now, I know it's just preseason, but there is something to be said to stacking wins, to build that momentum, to have that consistency. The team has to get better. There are glaring areas for improvement on the offensive line for that starting unit. That running defense has to tighten up, especially for the first unit. There's lots to work on, but it's preseason. They're not game planning. They're not scheming. So what you're seeing is, hey, they're lining up and they're just trying to prove that our players are better than yours. It wasn't the case yesterday in Jacksonville. But again, there's one more preseason game to go next Sunday, 430 against the Detroit Lions. A place that has been rumored to be a possible trade destination for Mason Rudolph. We'll have to see if that comes to fruition. But still, lots of work to do for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, more coverage coming on the game as I dig deeper into the tape and can offer a more detailed analysis. So stay tuned for that. But as for now, that's going to wrap up this episode number 392 of the study session. My gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. So thank you for that. Let's connect. We could do that one of three ways. You know how to do that comment, email, tweet. Don't forget about the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel. It is linked in the show notes, the Still City Insider Podcast. Don't forget that the Still Study is now on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and get daily updates to your feed. Don't forget about the donut button. And if you don't know what the donut button is, then you need to listen more. And remember, on this beautiful Sunday, August 21st, only 10 days left to go in this month. Life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.